Hello, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of Shit Shower Shave. I don't know. I'm just being very um, creative today, we'll say. I'm in a good mood. I'm I'm still tired. Tired is a constant. And I actually have been way more tired as of late than I have in normal circumstances. I think when I stopped working out in the morning, I think I mentioned to y'all that I was getting up at like 5.30 in the morning and working out. And since I have stopped that, I feel like my body has been falling apart. But regardless, I still have some energy to come to you all another week bearing my all mom soul. It just is that way sometimes. Um, It has been a week. We have had um, ups and downs, a couple of things that are some Some themes that have popped up this week that I won't say that I expected. Um, I'm kind of coining this week flu, finances, and field trips. Not necessarily in that order because I don't know what order I'm talking about. But I'm actually struggling with all of these. Well, I actually am not struggling with the flu. However, it is really, 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 really a challenge for me to get people to understand to keep your sick ass at home if you think you're sick like a parent a grandparent a sibling uh anybody friend family foe whatever if you think that you might have the flu this flu season specifically keep your ass at home do not come around me do not come around my kids do not come in my house like y'all have heard me talk about before the clue the flu not the clue Clue is a game and also my favorite movie. But the flu literally will cost you, my family, anybody's family, at minimum $500 or more, depending on your daycare situation, your insurance situation. Like it, the flu is expensive. Not to mention, there are kids and older elderly people that are literally dying every day. And it's like, I don't understand why people like my job doesn't believe in shout out to my employer if you're listening, but we don't have a work from home policy. And I really went and talked to them and I was like, hey, during the winter, you really might want to think about doing this because if I come to work sick because I don't want to burn my PTO for this random little cough or upper respiratory infection or whatever it is that I have, I'm going to come to work sick. And this actually happened at my office this year. Our receptionist, no, our office manager was sick. She covers for the receptionist when the receptionist has to go to like lunch or to the bathroom or all the other random stuff that you may have to do as a receptionist. So office manager was sick, was out for three days, but like came in two other days sick. Gave it to the office manager. I mean, gave it to the receptionist. The receptionist was like dying out of work for four days, but came to work for two days. It just trickled down to a point where at some point, every single person in that office was out being sick. Praise the Lord that it was not the flu. 
it was the weird random upper respiratory infection that was going around with everybody and it was like it attacked your head and your nose and your chest or whatever but if you don't have a work from home policy as an employer then all y'all employees come to work sick and then you're going to decrease productivity because everybody's sick and doesn't want to do any work and you'd feel miserable and then you got people out it's just like not a good look so if anybody listening is an employer who has control over your PTO or sick leave policy, please make suggestions. Like even like what I told my company, I was like, I get that we don't do work from home. I get this is not a normal policy, but at least for the winter, can we just do work from home for people who are sick? Like it is just ridiculous. So take that into account. Not only that, So I have had some scares. Like I just said, we all had this upper respiratory infection. And I was like, I think it's the flu. I'm going to take him to the doctor. I think it's the flu. So I was just like in the doctor all the time. And y'all have heard me mention that my father is sick and ill. So it was a day where I believe that I was in, I was at the hospital and they looked at me like I was crazy because I walked in the hospital. He had to go by ambulance and I followed the ambulance and I said, I am not walking into this emergency room like uncovered. I had like the mask on. I had my hands covered. I had my hoodie over my head. I pulled my hoodie up over my mouth and they were like, well, ma'am, you have to wait for him, him to get assigned a room. I said, no, you don't understand. I'm not sitting in the middle of this waiting room with all of these flu ridden people to catch the flu. I was like, I have a terminally ill person who lives in my home who is now in your emergency room whose immune system is low. I have two small children. I have a child and a teenager and a husband. I said, these are too many people for me to afford to have to get sick. They laughed at me like I was crazy. Mm -mm, No, girl, I'm very, very serious because you don't have seven people to live in your house who can all be sick at the same time and you might get sick and still have to take care of them. That's not what I'm trying to do in my life right now. So they just chuckled. They were like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, no, I'm serious. So they let me back and he was thankfully in a room and he didn't get the flu. He didn't get sick or anything. Um, And all of us just kind of had that little upper respiratory thing. And then I had to take the youngest kid was it the youngest it was one of them I just I've been been to the doctor with all of them a lot here lately whether it's been skin rashes or butt rashes or poop withholding or whatever I've just been in the doctor a lot with these little kids and so I went to urgent care one Friday I think somebody had a fever and the doctor was like you know there's like this upper respiratory and there's the flu and there's like four other things and there's hand foot and mouth and all these things By the way, I think I've talked about hand, foot, and mouth, but if you don't know about it, it's a very real thing. It's not, you can't really avoid it. She didn't have that. But um, we were leaving. She tested negative for strep. She tested negative for the flu. And he said, so this room is clean because you guys have been in it and we sanitized it before you came in. He was like, take a deep breath in. Do not exhale before you leave out because both rooms on both sides of you, they both have the flu. I said, well, goddamn, what am I going to do? So I literally covered up their mouths and ran out of the urgent care because I was like, I don't want to deal with the flu. Like I got the flu shot. The babies didn't, but it really started getting me to wonder, like, do I really need to get the flu shot? Like there's there's kids, healthy, healthy, healthy kids that are passing and and dying from the flu and I'm like no lord you know I'm trying not to 
village immunized my kids or my my small kids from the flu it's just it's very trying so like if any of you my one of my neighbors three-year-olds has the flu like it is just a very trying time for the flu my sister-in-law is like you know your in-laws have the flu over there i said no 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 anybody who inklings of a sniffle or sounds like they may not feel good i just can't be around you because i can't afford any more lost work time to take care of sick people nor can i deal with the mental anguish of like taking care of sick kids or sick adults like flu sick it's just not in my dna at the moment like i already have to take care of all of y'all day in and day out i can't deal with whining kids and whining adults who i got a drug just to go to sleep and get some sanity so sickness and flu is everywhere i pray that all of your little ones are safe and protected and covered and all those things but also what i have learned is People do not like clean when it is sick time. Like during the fall, winter, all these months where people get sick, cold, everything. People make fun of me because I literally have a night routine that I did before I started recording this podcast. But I use straight bleach. I use bleach spray. People are like, oh no, antibacterial. Mm-mm. That's got to sit for like three to five minutes to disinfect. Bleach will disinfect on contact. Bleach. When you have a baby, they bleach your whole room down. Bleach. I bleach every counter. I bleach every hand, handle, door handle, uh, what do you light switch, table, chair, everything that you can imagine gets sprayed with some type of bleach spray the floors i put bleach in my steamer like shout out to my mother-in-law she gave me a steamer like two or three years ago for the floors in the winter time those floors get steamed every night with a bleach and hot water the couch gets sprayed with lysol like i don't have time to plan around with no damn germs in my house and so i'm like for people yeah it's your house but like you don't know what germs like you came in contact with today or your kids came in contact with it. It's just like, I just imagine a Petri dish of germs, specifically in the winter. It also reminds me of that Bernie Mac episode when he was avoiding eating the cake around the kids because they were all sick. And he was trying to go to Vegas and he ate that one little piece of cake where the little germs were festering. Like, that's all that I see in my mind. So I make it a point. And my husband thinks it's crazy. He'd be like, just go to sleep. I'm like, mm-mm. Nope, this house has to be clean. It's got to smell like bleach when I get up in the morning because I don't have time for anybody in here to be sick. So for any of you guys who follow me, y'all see that I'm like up cleaning with Lysol and bleach at all times of night, day and night. And that is because I really don't want to be sick. The flu is killing people, y'all. You got to take precaution. I'm not saying get all your kids flu shots because I did not get my kid a flu shot. That is very controversial to all different types of people. I just know for me, I was not willing to get the kids a flu shot. I got myself a flu shot. I made my husband get his flu shot. My father, who has um, one of the things that he has is CPOD, and he had to get the flu shot. Like We all got it. Hopefully that covered my kids. And if not, you know, we're just going to pray to all of the spirits above Buddha, Allah, Lord, God, Jesus, uh, everybody, everybody. We're going to meditate. We're going everything to pray that these kids don't get the flu because it's just I don't have time. Sickness is real and I just don't 
like people think I'm always coughing. I have this really bad allergy <clears throat> issue that I've been dealing with for like mm, since May of last year that we've determined is allergy. So I have to take like two nasal sprays and two allergy pills and all kind of stuff. But if I don't take it like right on the dot at 24 hours, I'm like hacking and coughing. So people are looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, Mm-mm, boo, I'm not sick. Let me tell you, my cough is going to go away later. Yours will still be there if you're sick. So ladies, gentlemen, everybody listening, cover yourself, cover everybody, everybody possibly you can cover. Wash your hands. That's the other thing. Wash your nasty ass hands. Hot soapy water for 20 seconds will do just fine. So you're not spreading germs around. Don't go in the bathroom and just hit it with some cold water and just walk out. Nah, you got to soap that thing up in between the fingers. Like you got to get really down in there with the soap because nobody wants to be sick. Copays and doctor fees and medication. and co- It's just too much. Like why not just do wash your hands and keep things clean? It just makes more sense, you know. I don't know. But the flu is really, really scaring people me you know daycare is where they are you know running rampant with the running noses and everything and I just I just don't have time um and that is not a great segue into my field trips but it will be what it is um so the other issue I've been dealing with this week I have not been dealing with any sick kids so that's a positive um I have been dealing I haven't gone into super detail about you know what's going on with my dad but he has um nurses that come by a couple times a week or a couple different nurses that come by a couple different times a week and he I discovered last week he's been lying it's like a child it's like a reversion of children he was lying about you know what he could do and couldn't do and it's just funny because it's really like you have reverted back to a child as an adult but it's more of a pride thing and you know I'm trying to respect that but also be very cognizant of what's going on and that is all for another episode um but because it's a very detailed long conversation but in either way um I say that because I I compare my dad and his care with nurses and me being being very overprotective to the same way I think about it with my kids and the issue that I'm having right now or having trouble dealing with is my three-year-old and field trips. So his school, maybe in October, wanted to go to a pumpkin patch. And they were like, yes, we're going to go to a pumpkin patch. It's about 30 minutes away. You'll leave their car seat here. And at the time, he was two and a half. You'll leave his car seat here. We'll take him there. We'll bring him back, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm-mm. what you mean you're going to take him there? How are you going to buckle this car seat in the car? How big is this car? Do you have a car large enough that's going to fit everyone's car seat? I had so many questions and they looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, no, I really do have a lot of questions. Like car seats are not easy to install depending on what kind of car seat you have. You want me to leave my car seat. What if you don't know how to work my car seat? Like I had a laundry list of questions and I was like, well, what if I take him and bring him back and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, even in that trip, I was like, hey, babe, am I overreacting? Because I feel like I'm overreacting, but anything can happen. Like people's kids die on field trips. It was a lady here in Georgia. Her kid died and they went to a creek. Granted, she didn't know they were going to the creek, but it doesn't matter. Like somebody wasn't watching her child. So all these anxieties came up and he was like, you know, you just got to do what you feel like. 
at some point he's gonna have to go on a trip but if you don't feel comfortable being this one then don't and I was like I just don't like there's just something in my spirit that's like he's three years old if you lose him or not at the time he was two and it's still the same now because they want to go to the circus and the circus is like a mile away from the school and it's not that far and all these things but the same rules apply they want me to drop off a car seat and him take the van and blah 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 and I was like you know I this shit just really does not sit well with me in my spirit like I get it's only a mile away but a lot can happen in a mile like what if something happens what if you lose him he can't talk for himself he don't know his address like all these things and so I'm really struggling with and hopefully y'all can hit me like on social media or email or something I don't know how I'm supposed to deal with someone taking my child out of a building that I drop you off at every day into the world and then back again. And people with nannies, like, you know, their nannies take them other places and blah, blah, blah. That is very different to me than a bus full of a whole bunch of small kids that run around and scream and cry. Like, I can't barely keep up with my own two kids in a grocery store, let alone a whole bunch of kids that don't belong to somebody in a public place with lots of other people it is just really 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 giving me anxiety and so I've talked to like my dad and he was like you know you just got to do what you know how to do I talked to my husband and I was like am I really overreacting like am I being too protective am I being too anything and he was like you got to do what you can do he's like you know it's up to you how you feel and you want to do it but I mean, it is a mile. At some point, he's going to go on a field trip. I was like, yeah, a field trip at five and a field trip at three are two different field trips. Then I talked to another one of my friends today, and she was like, you just got to go with your gut. And I feel bad because my gut is really telling me he can't go on his field trip. So then how do I explain to him, oh, all your classmates went to the circus and you didn't? Um, cause at first, like my, I, I bought my mom a ticket cause I was under the impression I'm gonna drop you off at the circus. Your grandmother's going to be there the whole time you can, and she's going to bring you back and take you to school. And they threw this curveball in there and they were like, no, ma'am, you can't because he's technically supposed to be in our care. And I was like, but he's my child. Why can't I bring him and take him back? Like that just seems like it's more room in the vehicle. And they were like, no, it doesn't work that way. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, mm, no. And so I still haven't signed the permission slip. I still haven't signed it because I just don't feel comfortable. Like I feel like so many things can happen between getting all the kids in the car and going to the circus and getting them out of the car and walking and like, and maybe it's me thinking of the worst case scenarios, but I really just don't feel comfortable. And I'm really struggling. Like the field trip is on the 22nd of February and I'm trying to decide if I'm going to change, but I really don't think that I am. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be that parent who says, Oh, I'm gonna let you go in spite of all these fears, in spite of all this you know, feeling that I have and then something happened and I would, I would completely blame myself. So I feel like I'm not going to let him go, but then I'm like, will he remember this? Like, will he be mad? Cause he was sitting in school and everybody else was at a field trip. And is he going to be like, my mommy's mean, blah, 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 blah. So it's just, it's a struggle. Like I had another friend whose son is five and went on a field trip and she had all the same anxieties 
And I know that I will still have these regardless, but it's just like, I don't, I cannot, I can't deal with those now. Like I still want to protect and cover as much as I can. And the only way that I know to do that is to really not let him go. And I feel bad, but shit happens. Like at 25, is he really, I stole this from somebody who's friends with me. She said this today. She was like at 25, he's not going to be sitting on the couch talking to his therapist about the field trip his mom didn't let him go to at three to the circus. And that's true. Like in the grand scheme of life, this one is small. It's minute drastically. He probably won't remember it. It'll be cool. But then the other thing is I don't know how he will act. Like we've taken him to my stepdaughter's like dance recitals and everything. And he freaks out in the dark. He freaks out with animals. So I'm like, then who's going to console him? So I think just talking uh, here and in this forum, I have thoroughly decided that he won't be going to um, the zoo. I mean, not the zoo, the circus. And maybe, you know, maybe we'll go together. Maybe we won't. My friend just went tonight, so maybe I'll ask her how it was. It's the Universal Soul Circus, too, so, you know, they have tons of music. But, again, people might be getting their life dancing and grooving and lose my baby and I have to go kill somebody. Like, it's just, like, none of these things seem like good options and worth it. So, yeah, I think he'll just be sitting this one out. Him and Mommy can go to breakfast that morning. He can go back. Um, all that kind of stuff, and it will, it will just be fine. So, but how do y'all deal with field trips? Like I really did get a lot of advice about this and some people agreed with me and some people didn't. And it was just weird. But the other thing is they're asking about money and, you know, give more money. I think the field trip was like 15 or $20. And I was like, wait a minute, y'all got a lot of money a week. And considering y'all get that lot of money a week, why am I paying for another field trip? Or why am I paying for a field trip in general? Cause he did not go on the first one and now he wasn't going to go on the first one. So I was like, mm wait a minute um that don't really sound right to me because linking daycare finances that I spent it's a meme going around with this guy's talking about I just realized I spent ten thousand three hundred dollars on daycare and 20 in this year so you know think about that when you think about having kids I wish my number was ten five we spent closer to four fourteen seven Granted, that was for two kids, so that's not really that bad. But I was like, God damn, clearly I can't afford public school for at least one child. I mean, private school, because 14 G's that I didn't realize was going out of my household budget a month or a year is a lot of goddamn money. And it's since we started the new year, we've my husband and I've had this very different conversation about finances like I manage the finances and you know we both make very decent money and at the end of the month it's like where did all this money go so in January we said okay no eating out and no frivolous spending you know we spend a lot of money on eating out and it just let's just try to see what happens when we don't do that thank god we didn't do that because we had to like pay for a root canal and some other stuff, but still it exposed for me, I can't speak for him. For me, it exposed a lot of spending habits that I did not realize or think about. So my spending habits or, you know, bad habits were Walmart, Target, TJ Maxx, mainly for kid things like, oh, 
these shoes are on sale for the baby. So I'm going to go, I'm going to get those and I'm going to get this, this, and I'm going to get this shirt and I'm going to get these clothes and, oh, they have diapers on sale. If I buy two, I get this. And it was just like, I was just spending and I could easily walk in Target and spend $170 and justify the purchases like they were nothing. And I was like, at the end of the month, like we had more savings overall, but it wasn't as much as we assumed that it was. So we sat down in February, right before the February started and said, okay, let's really look at every single thing that goes out of this house and everything that comes in. And it was astonishing because we were trying to do it proactively and not like looking back on money. So you're really like counting, well, you spent this here and you spent this there. We really didn't look at it that way. I said, okay, moving forward in this month, this is what we need to and have to spend. This is what will be left over after all of those things happened. And my, my husband said, oh, so we poor. And I said, no, we're not. Because this number is still a lot more than a lot of people have. But we also have a lot. So we found out that our large spending areas are cars and kids. And like our car insurance is like some crazy number, like $850 a month or something like that. Because one of us, hint, hint, not me. I've had, no, and I'm not going to say that. Like I've never had any issues. Like I've had my run of speeding tickets and instant like I've had my run in life like I had a a portion of time in probably college where I my license was was suspended in multiple states because I've had reckless driving charges in their state like it wasn't I've had my time I've done it I don't need to repeat that in my life um but he had a couple of incidences like back to back to back so that drove our insurance up like $300 a month we have three cars And he was like, wait a minute, what? I was like, yeah, cars and kids are our number one expenditures. And we had decided that we were going to try to get car debt free in 2018. We were watching a show, uh, I think it's called Life or Debt. And this guy was going into people's homes and like really identifying where they're overspending. And in every episode, he was always talking about how car debt is the number one debt that people have that they don't need to. Dave Ramsey talks about it, how if you want a car, save for the car that you want and buy it in cash because it really is like, damn, do I really need to spend $1,000 a month in car notes? And that's for multiple cars, but shit, that's a lot of extra money that can go in my household where if I sacrificed and just saved and bought a used car that's still decent, that still does the same things, would I be better off? So we looked at it, you know, car debt is a lot of it. Um, and kids, like we have four kids, as y'all know. Daycare alone is eating up about $1,300. Then you have aftercare and then you have uh, classes and camps and basketball and soccer and swimming and all the activities. And I was like, Jesus, I really wouldn't have sat down and thought that we really spend this much money in kids stuff. And so when you look at it or when we looked at it, we were like, so I really do have to be cognizant about what I spend. And I think the word budget was a bad word in my household and not to me because I was always trying to be like, you know, we got to get on a budget. We got to, you know, um, and I was always trying to balance and finagle it. And it was like a bad taboo word to my husband. He was like, I made too much money 
a month to be worried about being on a goddamn budget. Like I should be able to go and swipe and get what I want. And I was like, yes, the year 2020, you can swipe and get whatever the hell you want. Until then, we have to live within a budget, which is not like a crazy, like I'm eating ramen noodles budget, but it is different than what we, you know, accounted for or didn't think about. And I think that's the thing that was interesting to me is that you don't really think about the money you spend. I didn't think about that, like probably 12 to 15 times a month, I spend a hundred to two hundred dollars at Walmart, Target, um, Ross, TJ Maxx, all these stores. And when you start adding it up, it's like, well, damn, I guess it is that much money. Or like my husband's thing is he likes Amazon, and I don't know for a fact that this is his thing, but like I do Amazon too, like forty dollars here and twenty dollars here and ten dollars here and fifteen dollars here. Like all of those small purchases add up. Um so it's funny we're, you know, almost halfway through February and I definitely have noticed a difference in my spending habits. You know, we allocate $60 a month a week for us to do, you know, lunch at work. And I haven't taken that money out in two weeks because I've just taken lunch to work every day. Cause I'm like, do I want to spend $20 a day on lunch? Cause that's what I was spending. I wasn't spending within that 60. I was spending more than that. Do I want to spend that $60 on that? Or do I want to bank that $60 for something that I can do later in the week? If I want to go to dinner with my friends, if I want to go out for drinks, if I want to do whatever. And by no means was that $60 like, girl, that's your whole entertainment budget for the week. But it did give me a frame of reference. Um, so I'm very, I'm much more cognizant about my my dropping trips to Target or Walmart. Like I used to go to the gym in the morning and leave the gym and go to Walmart and then buy stuff and then come back. And it's just like this repetitive cycle of spending. So, so far this month we have done a lot better in, you know, really think me, I can't speak for the other party of my household. I have done a lot better with how I think about spending. And if I think about that, that makes sense. So like I make a strict list for the grocery store. I make a strict list for Target. I need diapers and wipes. That's it. Um, I make a, like I just make different decisions and I can tell that it's different. Like I think about the, the spending differently in my head versus before I'm like, oh, we got it. We can get it. Like it's going to come back, blah. But it, it it's not, that's a good, that's a good way to think if you just know that you have tons of extra sitting in savings and we have money in savings, but I was like, I want that number to be more. I don't want to be, if something were to happen, we wouldn't have it and we do have it, but I want that, I want that cushion to be larger. Or like, I know some households are like, I don't have a cushion and I just want there to be more. Um, So for us, we really just like sat down, looked at our budget together. And so I think the biggest thing was we were doing it together versus he really didn't like thinking about it or seeing it. And he was like, you know, it's just, no, I don't want to see it. And I was like, no, I can't do this by myself. I can't sit here and know what this number is and know that we're spending outside of this number and not share that information. And I don't know. I've talked to a couple of people and it's always on the responsibility of the wife to really balance this money. So a couple of people gave me suggestions of, you know, 
each person getting a card and you have a certain amount on that card. And once that number is gone, it's not there until the next month. And it really does give you a better glimpse into how you decide to spend your money. So we're thinking about that. You know, we've sat down and done this very detailed budget sheet to talk about um, what comes in, what goes out. And our accounts look different. I will say that. Like we're not eating out as much. We're not, you know, going to random happy hours as much. We're not covering drinks for a ton of people as much. It's just because you, you're you cognizantly thinking about a number. Um, my husband, it's funny, he likes to go to the store and get things like burrata cheese and, you know, uh, jalapeno beef jerky and uh, Arden's Garden's juices. And, you know, he can come out of the grocery store with $150 worth of groceries and nothing to eat. And so he went to the store the other day because he wanted to make some uh, Mongolian ribs, some something like that for Super Bowl. And I was like, you know, how much money did you spend so I can add that to our weekly budget for groceries? And he was like, oh, I spent like $40. I said, 40 what? I was like so shocked and astonished because I was like, he spent at least $100, blah, blah, blah. He said he only spent 40 And he said... I had some juices for us for Arden's Garden, but I thought about how much the total was and I thought about whether the number that I didn't want to go over. He said he gave himself $40 and he didn't want to go over $40 and he stayed very close, but he said, I would have put this jerky back, but I had already opened it and started eating it in the store. Um, So that's really been a blessing, I will say, because I felt like I was very stressed with that being 100% on me. I was like, you know, this is my job. I got to do this and I can't share that it's a problem. And it was really stressing me out. And, you know, right after Christmas and, you know, birthdays, we have a December birthday and a Christmas and then a January birthday. We had a birthday party and it's just always is something. And it was beginning to stress me out because I was thinking to myself like, we're overspending drastically and all he ever wanted was to not worry about whether his card would work. And I was like, so how do I talk to somebody about their, our spending? Cause it's not theirs. We both go to work and make money, but my husband makes a lot more than me. Um, so how do we talk about that, but not accuse somebody of, you know, spending too much? And, and what came out was it's not just him. It was me. Like, I will, I'm a, I'm an Amazon thought. Like, give me a good Amazon and something I need and I will be all over it. Whether it's a charging cord, whether it's a battery operated, whatever. Whether it's a Mr. Pencil for the kid, whether it's some toy. I'm an Amazon thought because it's easy. It's on your phone. It's whatever. And I really had to be like, nope, Jennifer, you don't need that. No, you can put that back. No, you don't. Like, so it's really now purchases that I think about. And in the short term, because we have two small kids in daycare and daycare is not forever. And I said, if I could get $1,300 back in my budget a month, I would be great. Like, that's a Gucci bag. That's some shoes. Not that I'm gonna spend it on those things, but that is the reality of what that is, is those are real tangible things that you don't realize are gone from your budget until you're forced to have to spend that money. So I'm like, in the short term, I have a year and a half, two years left to think about 
the money I can't spend. And it's harder, I think, for my husband than me. But it's hard for me because I want to shop on ASOS and shop on Amazon and order nightstands. And I can do all those things. It's, It's just about budgeting and planning. And that's the biggest thing that I think the conversation led to is we just have to plan and budget for things that we didn't think about or have to do in the past. Um, so I challenge anybody with these issues because every single person that I have talked to since then, since we started, this has been like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Because another part of that conversation that we had was I was becoming very frustrated and overwhelmed with feeling like I was the person who was a hundred percent solely responsible for our kids, getting them up, getting them dressed, bathing them, putting them to bed, giving them medicine, giving them a bath, making their bottles, making their food, uh, setting out their clothes, buying their clothes, buying their socks, buying their diet. Like I felt like everything that revolved around them, I was responsible for. And it was another thing that was overwhelming and stressing me out. So when we sat down in the same conversation, I said, Hey, what we also are going to do every month is look at this calendar and talk about, you know, are there days that you can pick them up? Are there days this? Are there days that? Because I felt like I was inconveniencing my husband by asking him to, you know, pick up the kids from school, take the kids to school. Can you get them dressed? Can you this? And he was like, well, I'll help if you need me to. If you, you just have to ask. And I was like, no, I don't want you to think about it as me having to ask for help. I said, I want it to be a situation to where if you get up first, you can feed them, you can clothe them, you can bathe them. Like all those things happen. If I do the same, but I can't live in a world and in a life where I feel like this is my responsibility every day. I'm like, I get them. I was like, from the time that I wake up to the time that I go to bed, I'm dealing with someone and having to take care of someone. I was like, whether it's me driving to work, where they're in my car, and my job is five minutes from their daycare, I don't get a break. I don't get an hour to sit in my car and have phone calls and conversations and listen to pot. Like, I don't get that free time. Because as soon as I walk into work, I'm dealing with other people's issues. And I said, it's it's weighing too much on me as a person which is why my workout time was so important to me because it was the one time of the day that I had to myself I didn't have to worry about anybody I didn't have to do anything and he was like well you just have to say something and ask and I was like I don't want to have to ask it's exhausting because I don't want to feel like an inconvenience he was like it's not an inconvenience those are my kids like I'm you're not asking me to help babysit and watch my kids they're my kids and I was like yeah I know that I know you know that but I don't feel that um so what we've kind of migrated to is this you know I have this to do after work I have that to do after work because the other thing is I told him I was like I don't do anything after work because I know I have a time clock my time ends at six at the latest at the latest my time after work ends at 6 p.m. I was like I don't feel like I have the luxury to be like oh fuck it I'm gonna go to happy hour until eight unless I pre-plan that I can't just sporadically be like oh, we're all going out to work for drinks at blah, 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 blah. I'm be out till 10. I was like, I don't feel like I have the luxury of doing that. And he was like, you do. You just have to ask and let me know. And I said, the word ask is a real, like it's really creating a barrier for me. So with the, you know, budget finance conversation, we sat down, 
We're like going through a calendar every week. We have a lot of kids to plan around. We have basketball and ballet and, you know, all types of things. Because now we have ballet on Friday nights from 6 to 8.30. A joy. And then again on Saturday from 12 to 2.30. Um, But I definitely have seen a difference from when I started to communicate. And I think that's the thing as women is that we don't do is we don't communicate when we're frustrated. We don't communicate when we're like, I've reached my wits end. I don't know. And that's when it comes off as like, you didn't help me. Ah, blah, blah. Like all these very irritating things. And I, I, and I was very intentional with how I communicated my feelings. And I definitely believe and feel I've seen a change like he's ironing like this morning he got up and ironed their clothes they were the wrong clothes because he thought you know chapel was on Thursdays and not Wednesdays but he got up and ironed their clothes and then I got up and you know gave them breakfast and it's it's more of I feel like it's more of a team and a tag team effort and one thing that he really said we had a conversation with another couple about this um maybe last weekend is he was like well if, if you don't tell me how you feel I'm not a mind reader and I can't assume that's how you feel. And another one of my friends, like her partner said to her, you can't make decisions for me. And I think a lot of times we as women will say, well, I know that they have stuff to do and I know this and I know that. And I'm, you know, all these things, excuses we make for different things that may or may not be valid. Um, And so what I learned from this experience was I can't, make my feelings the reality for him. So my feeling is I'm inconveniencing someone when the reality is I don't know if that's true or not unless I communicate something different. And so my strive and my goal for, you know, moving forward is open your mouth and say something. Nobody can read your mind. Nobody can read your mind and know that you're tired. Nobody can read your mind and say, oh, maybe she wants to go to happy hour today. Nobody can do all of any of those things. Um, so for me, the getting up and all that stuff, you know, is, is I think at this point, it's hopefully where we're going is, is whoever's first. Like, it's not just Jennifer. It's not just my husband. It's who is first. Who's on first? That's some joke that I don't know. But who's first? And then beyond that is communication about what that really looks like and what that means. And, you know, we both are working, functioning adults. We both have jobs. We both have responsibilities. And, you know, oh, hey, this happy hour just came up. I need you to get the kids. Are you able to? Um, Just that communication, I think, makes a world of difference because, If you open your mouth and communicate, you won't feel like, or I won't feel like it's a burden. Let's hope I don't feel like that way. Um, But before, because I just simply wasn't communicating, I was just like, nope, I got to be done by six because I got to get my kids by 630. And if I say six, that means it's really going to be 615, which means I'm really going to be running in the daycare door at 629. Um, But that has really been, you know, my week outside again. I'm just so tired. I don't know. Like, I told my husband, I was like, I feel like that first trimester pregnancy tire, I'm not pregnant at all. It is virtually 99.999% impossible. Um, But that's the kind of tired I feel. And I don't know why, but I really do think that it has something to do with 
the lack of working out. Like I just feel like my body is falling apart. And so I have to figure out how to make more time for self-care, to make sure that, you know, I'm going to the gym, I'm taking care of myself because like my neck is messed up and my back hurts and my hip hurts and everything is just seems to be like falling apart. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? And when I think about it, like I'm not sewing into me. I need to sew more time into me and I got to figure out how to make that happen. And I don't really know how right now because sleep is a very strong commodity that I really need right now because we just came out of the Penelope is uh she'll be two in April so she's a little over 20 months um so she just came out of this phase of waking up in the middle of the night screaming at the top of her lungs and I was like I have a newborn again like she's almost two but I literally have a newborn again like I I forgot that this existed because it's been so long for Preston And I had to stop and look it up. Like I had to stop and say, Jennifer, there has to be something that's triggering this. And I did. And it's about like brain development. Their brains are operating at a higher function. She's learning more words. She's speaking more, all this. And it can cause night terrors because she would actually really wake up, eyes closed, screaming my name like bloody murder. And so once I realized like, oh, okay, this is what this is, it will pass, it helped. But I think that that has really just thrown off my sleep so much that I'm just like, I'm just tired Um, because I'm still trying to stay up and, you know, be sexy for my husband and, you know, be intimate. And sometimes that doesn't happen till 11 and 12 and that affects your sleep and you're, it's just, it's just like a spiraling effect. And I really have to figure out a balance for all those things, but we are. But we are coming on the other side of this sleep issue with Penelope. You know, we still have them not wanting to go to sleep every night. And if y'all follow me on Instagram, y'all really do know how real that struggle is. Like, she fell asleep sitting up the other day, y'all. Like, I didn't put that on the social. But she was literally sitting up next to me and closed her eyes and fell asleep. And I was like, you little hussy, if you don't go get in the bed. Like, it was just, it's just uh, amazing to me the things that people will do to avoid going to bed. But we're coming on the other side of the sleep thing. So hopefully that will get me back into a place where I can still get up and have my me time. And then I, at night I can have my boo time. And during the day I can have my kid time. And I be a well-rounded person and still be able to function as a sexy mom wife, give advice as a sister, all the things that we all practice and and do every day. So with that, I will say I bid you adieu for the week. I hope you ladies are empowered. Um, If you have questions, info at shit, S-H-Y-T, showershave.com. Follow me (laughs) on Instagram, Facebook, um, send us an email at info at shit shower shave. Um, have a great and wonderful week. I hope that something in this episode sparked a conversation and interest. I actually am looking for new moms to feature. So if you would like to be on the episode, definitely hit me, um, on social media or in an email or DM or any form that you can reach me. Um, 
I'm looking at adding some males. I'm trying to spice it up. I'm trying to do some different things to keep you guys interested and up to date. I'm glad that I am back at doing this. It definitely makes me feel better. I've definitely got some positive responses from many, many, many areas I didn't even think that people were listening to. So thank you all for listening in every week. I hope you have a great week moving forward. I know some of you guys won't listen to this till Saturday or Sunday or maybe months and months and months away, but thank you. Thank you. Have a great week. Stay sick, free, no flu, no colds, no anything. Um, talk to your spouses, communicate more. And what was it? Uh, I just need advice about the field strip still. I'm still, you know, back on that. It just just weighs so heavy on my mind, but I'm not going to go back down that road. But thank you all. Have a great week. And I will talk to you next time.